Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links where you can access our podcast, our Boomer's General Store, pictures of that great country up in north central Colorado mountains I talk about so much, and yes, even some pictures here in Kansas. You can email us at babyboomertales at gmail.com. I promise I'll read any email you send me, but I cannot promise that I'll respond back to you. Nothing personal, just how I am. But I may respond, you never know. Thanks for riding along. Here is this week's unusual fact. The Empire State Building in New York City has its own zip code, 10118. Now, you know, my zip code here takes in many, many, many square miles. But my zip code in northeastern Kansas is not as tall as the Empire State Building. Some of the famous friends or buddies or amigos of the last 100 years or so I'm going to give you a little list here to start out with. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Thelma and Louise. You've already probably figured out some of them are fictional and some are real. There may be some are a cartoon. How about Woody and Buzz? Oscar and Felix. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Nemo and Dory. Laverne and Shirley. Lucy and Ethel. Starchkey and Hutch. Johnny and June Carter Cash, Forrest and Jenny, Samwise and Frodo, Mantle and Maris, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, Thomas Edison and Henry Ford, Jerry and George, Kevin and Paul on the Wonder Years, Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton on the Honeymooners, and Fred and Barney. Now for the song of the week. Our song of the week this week is Baby the Rain Must Fall. It was written by Elmer Bernstein and Ernie Sheldon and it was recorded and released in 1965 by Glenn Yarborough. It reached number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart It was the title song to the movie, Baby the Rain Must Fall, starring Lee Remick and Steve McQueen that same year. Glenn Campbell's film debut was in this movie, but he was uncredited. Wherever my heart leads me, baby, I must go. I've had a couple sets of dogs that were best buddies. They were true amigos. They're dear friends. My first was Homer and Sandy. Sandy was a dog we had when we first moved out here, out in the rural part of a beautiful part of Kansas. And after a couple years, I thought, that dog needs a pal. And so we got this little male dog, named him Homer. And Homer and Sandy were best buddies. That's a fact. They did everything together, including getting shot together. Didn't kill them. They never did that bad habit they were into, stealing hunters' 
geese that had been shot down into a pond out past my house a little bit. Then my dog, Maxie, she was starting to get a little long in the tooth, getting a little old. And my daughter and her family were building their new home. They had moved out of their other house, and they did not have a place for their dog, so they asked if we'd watch him. His name's Fog, a big old chocolate lab. So we took Fog, and we had Fog for 20 months while they built their home. I always said that Fog kept Maxie young, and that is true. Even though she was an old girl, she started running and playing and jumping like she hadn't for years. Well, Fog was a good friend for Maxie. He really was. And then all of a sudden he stopped eating, and we thought that he was just lonesome and starving himself to go back home. So we finally, after he lost so much weight and you could tell he wasn't feeling well, taking him to a couple of vets and no one could figure it out. As a last-ditch effort, I called my daughter and I said, we have to get this dog back to you right away. So they came, met us halfway, and took old Fog back to Colorado where my daughter and her family lives. Ended up, Fog had a tumor in his stomach. He had cancer, and he did pass away. Well, the day that we took Fog back home, Maxie started acting old again. Her best buddy was gone. I don't know if she just realized that she wasn't a pup anymore or what, but she gradually got older, lost her hearing, started being a little confused here and there. She'd run and jump, and sometimes her back would give out. She went flying, you know, rolled, get up, kind of shake herself off, and was okay. Well, a week ago today, my maxi dog died. I put it on social media, and you may have seen it several weeks ago. That's because we record our podcasts a few weeks in advance. It was a hard, hard thing. I buried her in the back of our property, along with Sandy and Homer. There's some dogs that my friends have buried back there, and all of our cats. Now I'm dogless. Maybe I'm Mr. Bojangles. We'll see in 20 years if I'm still grieving. I know I'm very sad. I'm very sad. She was a good, good girl. I talked about her in several podcasts. Her buddy Fogg kept her young. Nothing like a good friend, you know it? Nothing like a buddy. Some of the buddies I've had over my lifetime, some have been real close, and some are just buds that maybe I do some stuff with that I consider dear friends. So I've had friends, and I've had best friends throughout my life. I've spoken about a few of them. So here I'm going to try to mention a bunch of them. And if you hear this and you thought we were friends and I didn't mention you, we're friends. I do half of this stuff just off the cuff. But I do have a list here that I wrote yesterday. So let me bring up some of this stuff. And I apologize in advance if I don't mention you. I do hold these people dear in my heart. And there will probably be no females on this list. Not because I don't like females, because I truly do. My best friend in the whole wide world is my wife. But I found at a young age that having a buddy that was a female got real complicated for my head. Never wanted to have that being a buddy turn into something deeper, because if that ended, you'd lose your friend. So there's a lot 
of women or back when I was a boy, a lot of girls that were friends of mine that I on purpose, maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously, did not get super close with for fear of losing their friendship by getting into a romantic situation. Or maybe they just didn't want to have a romantic situation with me. I don't think I'm the best catch in the world. Well, maybe for one old gal I was. I don't know. Let's, let's get on with this. Of course, Wayne, my best friend when I was growing up. When I was a little boy and we lived in California, I had two friends. I remember these guys. Mark, who lived next door. We'd march up and down, pretend we were soldiers. His mother feed us hot dogs wrapped in tortillas. Those were good. And Glenn, he's a little bit older than me, but we were buddies. During childhood, I had Bill, who I just interviewed several weeks ago. You can see that interview on our YouTube channel. There's Butch and Randy and Larry. I never got very close to Larry because he liked trucks and all that stuff, and I liked football and baseball and basketball. But Larry was around. He lived down by my Aunt Connie, who's five months younger than me. I'd spoken of Connie a lot of times on this. Of course, Terry, who was two years older than me, but we had so much in common with baseball cards and electric football and baseball and all that stuff. As I got into junior high, etc., there was Dan, who became one of the three amigos, me, Dan, and Wayne, kind of. But growing up, there's Dave and John and Pat. They were all a little younger than me, but they were all playing football with us down in the park. I've spoken of Dave because our friendship went for years afterwards also. And he's one of my all-time best friends in my heart. When I got older and I left home, I had a couple pretty good friends. There's John, who I hitchhiked around the country with and was going to go to Norway with. We never got there. Paul, and excuse me if I'm not politically correct on this, I don't really care, I don't give a flip, but he was a Mexican guy from Pueblo, Colorado, but he was a hippie, and he used to say to me, my people don't understand me. Paul was a great guy, very good friend of mine. I wonder what ever happened to him. I trip out on that in my life song by the Beatles or people I remember places I remember all my life some are dead and some are living some I have no earthly idea there's another guy back in that era of my life when I was crazier than a drunk billy goat his name was little John and the best I can describe him and we we went all kinds of places. We hitchhiked one time. I wanted to see this girl I knew in Iowa. And we got there, and she was still living with her parents. And her little brother had the mumps or something. And so her mom offered to get us some kind of a vaccination. And I wouldn't do it. And John went and got it. And he got, he got sicker than if he would have got the, whatever the little brother had. Little John, he reminded me of Don Knotts or Barney Fife. Let's say Barney Fife. Little John and Barney Fife. Maybe they were brothers. I had a buddy named Roger. We fixed up a cabin at the old Jap camp. But a girl got between us right there. 
Ted, who we uh, I rode in a carpool with, knew Ted most of his life. I still kind of know him, although I haven't seen him for years. He, his wife puts stuff on Facebook that shows his picture. Says it's him doing it, but I know it's not. After I got married, my friends seemed to change a little instead of the, the town boys, the guys I was raised around and stuff. All of a sudden, there's Alan. There was Carl. There was this guy named Warren. Him and his wife and my wife and I became fast friends. And then they moved to Idaho. And my great friend Warren got killed hiking up on some mountain. Fell off the side or something. I've never been real clear. He was a tender soul. He's an elementary school teacher. And well loved from all that I could read about him. Now, in the autumn of my life, ever since I've lived in Kansas, I have friends like Mark and Rusty and so many guys that I've gotten to know, but Mark and Rusty seem to be pretty close, and Chuck. And I need to talk about one friend that I have a special place in my heart. His name's Keith. We were born within an hour or two of each other. He ended up being born on the second and I was the third, but we were both right around midnight. And I knew him right into high school and then he moved. I've only seen him once or twice since. My friend Keith had something wrong with one side of him. I don't know if it was a small case of cerebral palsy or what. And excuse me and forgive me if if I use that disease wrongly on this, but his right side was, he walked with a limp and he didn't quite, wasn't able to use one hand exactly right and stuff. So he couldn't do sports and stuff. And this is a part of my life where our friendship, I gave up doing some of the things that I truly loved to be a friend of his. And it wasn't uh, given that stuff up begrudgingly or anything. I did it because I almost loved him like a brother in a lot of ways. Some ways he's very difficult because maybe he didn't understand that I'd want to go play football. But we've lost track of each other. He got married later in life and I have not heard from him since. I tried once unsuccessfully to get a hold of him. So I don't know. Friends and buddies and amigos are important to live in a fulfilled life. It's not good for man to be alone. And that's not just talking about having a wife and family. There are things that a friend can fulfill that your wife and children can't. It wasn't intended for them too. Friendships are special. Cherish them and guard them with your heart. Always, always remember to be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out, my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Winnebago? My friends all pull airstreams. I must make a show. Worked hard all my lifetime, and now I should go. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Winnebago? That's all, folks.